Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 186. Hey, my riches, Hayut is here, and I'm so happy to be here with you. My guest this week, Devin Miller, said, responding to customers right away has grown our business better than anything else. Finding your market opportunity is where your biggest success lies. Devin Miller found out that the response time of law firm is one of the biggest pains of their customers. So they set up a system. 90% of the time they respond right away. And 95% of the time they respond within 30 minutes. They have a strict drop-dead rule. 100% of the time they respond by the end of the day. Let's meet Devin Miller. Devin is an entrepreneur, patent and trademark attorney, and an intellectual property expert. He specializes in protecting startup and entrepreneurial companies with IP legal advice, setting them up for success in their business. In addition to founding and running Miller IP Law, he is the co-founder of several startups, including a multi-million dollar startup for wearable glucose monitoring. Devin has worked with the likes of Amazon, Intel, Red Hat, and Ford. He is passionate about helping businesses and has a drive to educate and entertain listeners with years of experience as a calm speaker and a veteran podcaster. Devin Miller, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi! Well, thank you for having me on. Excited to be here. I am excited that you are here. And I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? Yeah, I'm doing a whole bunch. So or a simple <laughs> question, but not a, or probably quite as much of a simple answer. So probably the main focus I do is uh, what's called Miller IP Law. So it's a patent and trademark law firm um, where we help startups and small businesses. I'm also pretty, I love startups and small businesses, so I, I run a few of those as well, or kind of in parallel to it. One is on the, the wearable technology side, another one is on a, a software as a service side, and a, a couple others that are getting ready to launch. So I tend to do that a whole bunch, so run my own law firm, run a couple startups, married with four kids, and uh, wow. that keeps me busy as well. I think this is the most challenging part, isn't it? It certainly makes for an extra juggle and uh, keeps life interesting and busy. <laughs> That's great. And where are you heading? Um, where am I heading? You know, I don't know, into the future. <laughs> no, I mean... I mean, in terms of what are you passionate about? You told us what you're doing, but I want to know what are you excited about and where would you like to go? Yeah, I mean, 
I get excited about startups and small businesses, and that's hence why I do my own as well as I work with them. So where I'm heading is I, I love to continue to grow my law firm to be able to help or reach out, help more startups and small businesses, be able to share the our legal services, and then really I also love to continue to grow my businesses. So where I see myself is continuing to grow the firm, continuing to grow the businesses, and just continuing to diversify into different things and having a great time along the way. <laughs> which is very important. As an entrepreneur, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that listening to us right now regarding their customer focus or the way they approach their customer? Because I don't know if you are aware of that, but most entrepreneurs are failing for what they define as no market need and especially the lack of knowledge to find the greatest market opportunity and to attract customers to them. So... As a successful attorney, that as a law firm and as a successful startup owner, what would be your best advice? Yeah, I mean, customers in general, I would, I'd say that the, as far as if you're a startup, small business or getting into it, you know, the first thing is to actually define who your customer are. The drawback that you always see is everybody wants to be everything to everybody. And then you turn out to be nothing mm. to nobody, right? In the sense that you don't want to lose out on one sale or you don't want to lose one potential customer. And so you try and, you know, offer as many services and be as broad as you can. And in the, in the meantime, you lose your message and you lose, you know, lose your customer focus. You don't know who your customer is or your customer is so broad that it's so hard to define. And so I think finding who that customer is, who you actually want to be. And for us, you know, as an example, on the law firm side, there's a lot of different types of business. We really said, you know, startups and small businesses are where we want to focus on because that's who we enjoy working with. They're the fun. You get to have a lot more impact. They're a lot more fun to work with. And so that's who we define it. But for each business and company, that's a bit different. Some of them, you know, it's, you're going to go for moms if you have a product that is for mothering, or you may go for a business product, or you may go for whatever that is, but say, this is our customer, this is who we're going for, and then focus down on that, and then figure out where that customer is, where they, you know, how to reach them, how to help them, and what they're looking for. But I think that first thing of actually, you know, not just broadly saying, we want to sell our product to everybody, they'll buy it, but say, this is who we want to really serve us is your best first step. Hmm, love that. I really think this is the most important issue to find your customers. I always say that it's not about convincing as many people as you can to buy your product. It's about finding the biggest market opportunity for your product. Yep. And uh, that's exactly what you are talking about. You are a successful entrepreneur and you have successes and we'll talk about it in a minute. Mm. However, I would like to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? Yeah, I mean, we hit on one of them, which is finding the right customer. And, and you know, when you approach the wrong customer, that took a period of time. The other one that I'd probably hit on is so giving the, the background is we look at automation as a great tool, right? In the sense that not automating everybody to remove the individual out of it, but to automate the things that we do repeatedly over and over and over again and saying, well, why are we doing these? Why can't we figure out a better way so that we're not wasting time doing repetitive tasks? And so we, we put a focus on that and we've done a lot of great things. But the one thing that we've done on the customer side is sometimes you, you have a tendency to over automate. And so when we started out our automation system, we had one customer 
that we had it built out that it would automatically generate invoices based on some of the invo or the information we provided, and you know, and then it would send it out to them and do automatic follow-ups, and so it was great. However, or one of the times that we did it, or we didn't account for every possibility, and it sent out a customer who was just the wrong invoice. It was uh, the wrong, you know, the wrong amount. It wasn't as clear, and it was just a flaw in the system. We've since corrected, but that one was one where then, you know, the customer saying, "Hey, I haven't even." this isn't the right amount that's what or why am i receiving this invoice this isn't what i wanted for and we had to kind of walk it back and you know adjust that or adjust our messaging but that was one where we we took automation which i still think is a great tool but it was at the expense of sometimes a customer service so we had to step back say how do we make sure we still or give the best service we can to the customers and the you know the people that are purchasing our services and then make sure that we don't go overboard on one way or the other I love this example, especially because today we are talking mainly about the most human company with. Mm. On the other hand, we do want to automate everything that can spur the repetitive activities that we are doing. Mm. And there isn't any need to do it one by one. However, I think there is a line that you should be very careful not to cross between uh, helping yourself by automating a few of these systems and A lot of entrepreneurs forget about the personal touch, forget about how really to connect with people. I think this is a very important, critical thing to take in consideration and to find out the line for each company. What should we and what shouldn't we automate? Yep, exactly. And I think that, you know, if you're saying we have to have the human touch at every possible touch point, you're going to have a huge staff, you're going to have... things that people are really going to do monotonous they're going to get bored they're not going to do a good job and yet to your point if on the other hand you know you're automating everything to the point that it takes out the human to where they now feel like that there isn't an, a person on the other side it doesn't do any good so it's finding that that sweet spot to where hey we're automating what we can to where it doesn't impact the you know the customer touch that their customer centric or focus and yet on the other hand we make sure that we can maintain those human touches where they're needed That's right, and thank you for bringing it up. Now I want to hear the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customer. Yeah, so I mean, again, I, I always try and give a bit of backstory, but you know, when I tend to focusing on the law firm, and I can do it on other companies, but that one's one that we have a lot of success, is, you know, when we started out, so backing up, the law industry is... horrible for general customer service or for treating customers well <laughs> as an example you know the law industry the average at least in the u.s is that it takes three to five days from a time a customer reaches out to you for any attorney to to reach back out or to respond that means oh. customer tries to call email text anything it takes three to five days for them to hear back which is horrible on the customer service and it would if i was on that end it would i would be saying this is horrible it's infuriating it's not you know it's not a good circumstance so when when i set up the law firm it was really with the idea hey what we are going to do is make sure we have a good customer service so we set up as an example that we have 90% of the time we respond right away 95% of the time we respond within 30 minutes and we have wow. a strict drop dead rule that is 100% of the time you respond by the end of the day. So the customer at worst is not waiting more than a, a day by the end of the day to get their uh, response to their correspondence. And that one is really, that's probably as simple as it sounds, is one that has had more impact on 
you know, our success and changing the customer experience, at least in the legal industry, is because now people are, you know, I can't even count the number of times we've had a client that we've reached out and said, hey, thank you for your quick response. It's refreshing. Or, hey, it's great to see, you know, great to get an answer. And, you know, you guys are so much more responsive. And that's probably been as simple as it is. Just being there, responding back and not waiting for forever has been one of the biggest impacts and has grown our business and had a better customer impact than anything else. Wow. And it takes us back to the humanity part, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's the simplest things and it's yet the ones that had the greatest impact. So, you know, it's not that hard to respond to a client and just get them the answers they need. And yet, if nobody's doing it and everybody's doing a horrible job, it presents an opportunity to do a much better job with customer facing. It's exactly that. And uh, as I said before, Marketing is all about looking at things from the point of view of the customer because the money is in their pockets. It's exactly that. You realize what customers really care about. And just doing this simple thing changes things for you. Yep, exactly. Can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool that is related to customer focus, marketing, or sales that you use? However... I'm not looking for the last Chinese tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and can help other entrepreneurs as well. Yeah, so simple tool, and we kind of hit on it before, and I, I talked about that we, we love automation. There's drawbacks. We have to manage that. But we use a lot of HubSpot, and there are other tools out there that are you know provide similar services. But we look at HubSpot as it's kind of, you know, It's a way for us to track the customer experience, meaning one, we can automate where we can. We also monitor very closely if there are places that our automation doesn't work, where that we are needing the customer touch specifically there because the person keeps dropping out. They don't keep moving forward. We also are able to see where people are at. So we monitor, hey, is this individual, are they in the where they're having questions and we need to reach out to them? Are we doing a good job of making sure we perform the services we're providing for them, doing their patents or trademarks or whatever we're working on for them? But HubSpot has been one. It's a customer relation management tool. And I know there are others out there that we just really like in the sense that it provides a wide variety of ways to make sure that we track the customer journey, make sure we take care of them, and, and also automate the things we need to and make sure we're not automating things we shouldn't. When you started using HubSpot, was it as a small company as well or just when you grew up a bit? Um, probably when, I don't know, it wasn't right there right out of day one, but it was probably within the first year okay. and I was looking saying, hey, we have... In my view, you do a lot of work on marketing and sales to bring people in the door. You know, you want to make sure that you advertise, you get the name out and everything else. And yet so often, as soon as they come in the door, you never look at how you're taking care of them. You never say, what are we doing to make sure they get a good experience and they have a good time and that they're, you know, they're not they're not just sitting out there and we've forgotten about them. And that's where a lot of times, at least in the, the legal industry, people fail and they don't they don't take that time. Once they, once you got a customer that actually wants your services, they kind of just get dropped or you don't think much about them. So we I realized that fairly early on. So within the first year of being in business, saying we've got to figure out a way to track this, to help them out, to make sure that they're getting taken care of. And there isn't anybody that's getting left behind. If I'm going to do all this work to find customers and clients, let's make sure we keep as many as we can and make sure we help as many as we can. So we implemented it fairly early on. I love you saying that everyone is agreed that uh, HubSpot is excellent. 
One of the things that has been said about them is that they're only good for big companies or for medium plus. And I love you saying that you use them in the first year because I think many companies can, although it's not a free tool or a very cheap tool, it, it means so much for the company. So they will gain it back very, very, very fast. Yeah, I think to your point, it's not, and I know there are other ones. I think pipe drive is a, a bit of a lighter version and a little bit less expensive. I really said, you know, if I'm really going to invest in the company, we're going to grow. I need the best tool that we can or the tools that are going to accomplish what we need. So we invest and said HubSpot is a bit more expensive, but it accomplishes what we need. Let's go with that tool. Hmm. You know, there are many factors that affects one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one thing that really helps us to win, to succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? Oh, I mean, it is always hard to get one factor that does, because to your point, there's a lot of them that contribute. I would say the one factor, and I get it, it's, at least for me personally, is just to have the ability to press forward, to continue to move forward in the sense that there is going to be those good times, those bad times, those easy times, those hard times, and everything in the between. And really, I think what's driven success or what's made the difference and throughout everything is the ability to say, while everything is hard, it's not easy, We're going. I'm going to continue to press forward, we're going to figure this out, we're going to make it work, we're going to push through those difficult times, those hard times, those low times to make it through. So that's probably, in general, it sounds a bit cliche, but the ability to just have that drive to deal with problems, to figure them out, and to move forward. It's not a big cliche. It's one of the answers that lately I got a lot, like resilience or the ability to make another step on the way without uh, quitting. I think this is exactly that, mm. because uh, those who quit fail, and those who uh, keep going will find the way to run at the end or at an, another point. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> my final question, before I ask you what is the best way to connect with you, my final question is my mountain question. And as my listeners already know, I've been imagining the journey of marketing and the journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain step after step after step and then reaching the peak and climbing another peak. And at some point, I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? Yeah, so there's both the you know the actual mountains and then the metaphorical mountains. But I'll I'll give an example of actual mountains and a little bit of a lesson I learned from it. So I was early on and we were married, my wife in college, and uh, uh, she was my college sweetheart. And one thing that we started doing <laughs> before we had kids, and then it didn't quite work as easy after we had kids. But for the first few years of our marriage, before we started having kids we decided we wanted to climb the highest peak in Utah, which is called King's Peak. So I remember the very first time that we went out, it, you know, it's a couple days, you, you backpack in, you get to the peak, you climb it, and then you backpack out, right? So it's about a three or four day trip. And so we did that and we got all the way in, we got to the peak, but the there wasn't any markers. There wasn't a saying, go this direction and go that direction. There wasn't really any Oh. denotation as to which way to go in order to get to the biggest peak so we got there and there's really two peaks on and they looked about the same height there wasn't any direction we got out the map we thought we identified the right the the peak that we were supposed to climb up we climbed all the way up to the first peak that we thought we were supposed to based on the map and everything and then we looked over and we says 
that one over there looks a little bit taller when we got to the top of the oh. other one. And so we had climbed the wrong peak. It was the one that was right next to it. And, and by that time, we weren't able to go and go down and go the next one because it was starting at dark and we needed to get back to our camp. And so for the first year, our goal was to climb the biggest peak and we failed. We didn't, we weren't able to do it. Now the next oh. year we came back, we knew we came back the next year, did the same kind of a, a expedition and we f did climb the biggest peak and it was a fun experience, but it always sticks out to me as, you know, thinking, you know, where the direction you're going is not the same as knowing the direction you're going in the sense that, you know, if you, if you don't know where you're going, stop, take an extra few minutes, make sure, verify where you're going rather than just thinking, you know, where you're headed and it makes a big difference. And same thing in business. Sometimes you think, oh, we know where we're going. Let's just charge your head, go forward. You never really take the time to verify this is the direction we should go. This is the best decision. And so that's kind of always reflected to me. Ask about climbing a mountain is both in reality, picking the wrong mountain, and then in business, making sure I don't pick the wrong mountain. <laughs> But I want to take it to another angle. You can lose. You can make a mistake and then win. Mm. And then do it over and win. It's exactly what you said. It's your factor. Key success factor. No, exactly. You missed it the first year and you fixed it in the second. So I love that example from these two angles. You can't always be right at the first shot, isn't it? Yep, exactly. And sometimes you have to say, hey, we made a mistake. We thought we knew where we were going. We didn't. So, but rather than give up, let's come back, try it again, and we'll correct it. So it was, it was a good lesson learned. Exactly. Doreen, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Yeah. Oh, I'll give her a couple different ways if that's all right. Please do. So what, if they just want to find out more general information about the website, I, as I mentioned, one of the businesses I run is a, a patent and trademark law firm. General website is just Law with Miller. So Miller is my last name, but lawwithmiller.com. And they can come out, find a lot about information. Now, more specifically, let's say they want to sit down, they have some questions on patents or trademarks or other things that, you know, they're doing with their business, then they can do what's a free strategy meeting. Simple way to get or connect up with that is just go to freestrategymeeting.com and they can schedule some time, grab some time on my calendar. We can do it virtually via Zoom or other, uh, ever, other avenues. And then the last one that I'll throw out there is if they just want to connect up with me in general, they have some general questions or anything outside of the strategy session, just go to meetdevin.com. So that's meet, M-E-T, M-E-E-T, hmm. Devin's my first name, D-E-V-I-N, so meetdevin.com. So those are the three best ways if they want to connect up with me, find out more about the law firm, ask some questions, or just meet with me in general. You are so accessible. It's fantastic. I told you, I try to do my best to make sure that I respond to our clients and customers as quick as I can, and those are the easiest ways. Fantastic. David, I would like to thank you. I enjoyed this conversation. You're bringing, um, I think, a different voice to this uh, entrepreneurship world, and I did enjoy a lot talking with you. Thank you. Oh, it's been my pleasure. It's been fun to chat and fun to share. <laughs> thank you so much, and take care. Will do. Have a great day and thanks for having me on. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. 
see you next week.